2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this uh, Tuesday, but synthetic Wednesday edition of Benzinga's pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Uh, I need know what to say sometimes uh, about this market because uh, surprise, surprise, we're, we're up again here. Uh, we've, we've got Apple to talk about. We've got uh, hot stocks like Fubo to talk about. Uh, Peloton, I've never seen a stock go up after being the acquirer of a company like Peloton's going up here this morning, uh, we'll talk about SPACs and IPOs with our guest today, Eric Kroll. He is the author of the Life Cycle Trade. He's also the founder at Kroll Asset Management. He'll be on at 835 to uh hopefully talk some sense uh to us in, into the, this this ipo and spec market before i throw it to joel i want to remind you all that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes not for investing or trading advice okay joel how are we doing this morning do
4: you think we're doing spencer of course we're trading in the green we had a little dip overnight we got to 63.75 I don't know what that was all about, but uh here we are knocking on the door 3700 once again. I can give you a couple closes folks, but there's really nothing up there. Monday's high 3724, that's your all-time high. You had another high at 3723, so boy oh boy, we're we're that close to all-time highs after that dip yesterday. Crude in the red by 63 cents at 4734, a little worried about demand. Uh, gold and the silver going the same way for a change. Gold down uh 420 at 1878.60. Silver down 29.4 cents at 26.095. And Bitcoin, uh, despite the bad news that uh, spent a couple of bad news items that Spencer talked about. That's up $305 at $23,185. Uh, triple D, uh, got a major announcement to make here and, uh, something you and you and Spencer don't even know about. So just before I ask you about the markets, yes, uh, December 31st will be our last show. You know why? Because you and I are taking our combined wealth, which is over a million, but less than a hundred million. And we are building an electronic vehicle. And we, I, I like the
1: idea from the chat. What about an electric Peloton?
4: Uh, And an electric
1: stationary bike.
4: And we're going to do our own spec. <laughs> that is and what we're, we're going to do be doing. With the yes. So I'm going to be working yeah. on this in my garage. You're going to have to fly in. Yeah. And we are going to get into that. What, what, what would be more lucrative? And I think the symbol for our spec, is there prep? Is well,
1: a- I think it's going to be zing. Zing? Oh, yeah, Zebra No, IMG. no,
4: Raz wants that for that. Oh, Raz and wants Zyga. that for
1: Benzinga when Benzinga goes public. Well, yes. maybe we'll take Benzinga public.
4: Yes. For us back. Well,
2: Joel, 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 PMP is not taken.
4: Oh, really? Okay, PMP. there we go. But
1: uh, I'm still mad we're... that 3D is taken. When's 3D systems going out of business so I'm going to have my ticker symbol back? That's what I want to know. Because once 3D systems goes out of business, then I'm taking my 3D back and then I'm going public. So you let me know when that happens.
4: And, you know, we're going to overtake Apple very easily because they're not going to have a battery uh, strong enough to power the car. We're going to have, I don't know, we'll have some super lithium batteries or something like that. Supercharged. But yeah. yeah. Supercharged so that's batteries. what we're going to be good. doing. So that's what we got to do. But in all seriousness, what do you want to say? Is start that a you?
1: word? Seriosity. I think um, Joel just created a new word. I might know. use that, actually. Seriosity. I like yes. that. I like that. It's got a good ring to it. So You know, this market's all nonsense, so we might as well just talk nonsense on the show, too. We'll make up words, you know, makeups, and just whatever. This is what this market does. But yeah. let's go to something that is real, and that is Apple. This headline broke, broke from Reuters yesterday. The stock has been straight up since the headline broke around 336, I believe it was. Um, I actually wanted to buy this overnight more stock and not very often that my system goes down, but it did. Really? And yeah, it did for about five minutes right at the close. And I was like, wonderful. So anyways, I was scrambling around trying to fix my systems and I missed my LOC buy on Apple because I was trying to buy it on the closing print because I anticipated that Apple would be up here today with the news of the electric car and Johnny come lately is coming in and saying, Oh, Apple's making electric car. We got to get on that. And lo and behold, it is up four more points. Spencer, give us the headline that broke from Reuters just before the close yesterday.
2: You know what's funny? Because Apple, is, this Project Titan, which is like the code word at Apple for, for the secretive car project. This has been going on for like two years. but years. But they never talk about it. They never talk about Project Titan. So, like, it's almost like people have forgotten. we all, we'd all forgotten that Apple has been working on this for a couple of years. And so yesterday, they, we, we just got a reminder, basically, that, yeah. Apple is still working on electric vehicles. And, and the headline, the news from Reuters was that they aim to produce electric vehicles by 2020 or in 2024. So that was the headline of the Reuters yesterday that they're going to start production of their car. Actually, I think they started working on this way back in like 2014. And now they're saying, Reuters is saying that by in in, in four years, well, three years essentially, uh, Apple is going to be producing electric cars.
1: They're going to call it the iCar? Probably. Uh, I mean, this is unbelievable that Tesla doesn't get hammered on that headline. It just shows you how resilient the stock is because this is the worst competition for Tesla. I mean, Apple is a monster. Nobody's got pr- pretty much more resources than Apple. And if they really want to get behind this, they could probably produce a pretty awesome car. I, think about the products that Apple makes. I mean, they the iPhone. I mean, when they come out and they want to do something... And they've been working on it for as long as we've heard about this car. They've been working behind the scenes on this for five years. It's going to be a solid electric car. Don't kid yourself. Apple's doing it. It's going to be solid. So huge competition for Tesla. But Honey Badger Tesla stock doesn't care. It's up this morning. It got hit for about five, seven points on the headline. Bounces right back because FOMO and, you know, buy the dip just cannot resist themselves regardless of valuation. It makes zero sense to me, but again, this market makes zero sense. So you can't trade using cents. You just trade using your, your buy key because that's how this market works. Apple ripping higher makes sense on this to me. I am long Apple in the long-term portfolio. I did want to be long in my trading portfolio, but I'm not. Um, any pullback on Apple, I will probably get long uh, just because I think this headline could continue to drive the stock for a little while here. Obviously, today, it's getting a lot of media attention. So we know today is where it's really getting driven. But I mean, this is just terrible news fundamentally for Tesla, in my opinion. But you know what? It doesn't matter because Tesla is Tesla and they shrug everything off. Am I going to put Tesla in the long-term portfolio? Hell no. Not putting in yesterday. Definitely not putting in now that Apple competition is coming. I don't know when it all starts to matter. But that picture doesn't paint pretty there for Tesla with Apple coming in and going to start pissing in their pool. So... Anyways, your your thoughts here, Joel, as Apple responding. Uh, You're mean, long, Tesla. Yeah. You're, Joel's right. long forever. He thinks to the most valuable yeah. company in the world, which maybe it is. But wow. That's a big competitor.
4: Yeah. And 2024. I mean, let's just look at uh you know, I'm just gonna give some technicals because I I am so lost in this whole E V thing. I just you know everyone's gonna be driving electric vehicles. I don't, everyone's going to be making them. I just love to see how, you know, five years from now, how this is all going to shake out, you know, I mean, one or two years. I mean, it seems like, is it Baidu coming out with a car too?
1: Rumors.
4: Uh, Yeah. Rumors. I I just, you know, and, and I'm going the opposite way. They can, you know, I'm done with cars. So I, I'm totally lost on this. I'm not going to give any fundamental opinion. 132 is the pre-market high. You faded off that. So, if you do get back up near that area, potential resistance. Uh, Your daily high after that comes up from August, just after the split, around uh, 134.18 is the old time closing high if you really get giddy today. And then what's another daily high in there? I I think you're going to have some problems getting through 132 because you've already backed off. I mean, that's just for today. That's just looking at it short-term technical, but – it's it's, a big move for apple from the
1: lows it's a big market cap it's hard for it to move like that so we've moved up six seven points but i'm not fading apple here at all this is a fantastic idea for them i mean they've been doing a we've known this has been cooking you know we talked about this on the show years ago when uh we you know we were reading that analysis you know they had bought certain urls you know you can see because they get them registered you knew everybody knew that apple's been cooking up a car for a long time yeah Exactly. Now it's just confirmation that hey, we've even got a date where this is, you know, this is gonna start going. Obviously, it's a ways away. So you can say, oh, 2024, we're talking, you know, three and a half years away here. So why worry about it now? But this market likes something to look forward to. And I mean, as you know, you think about that, the possible revenue streams for Apple coming in there. I think it's very smart. You think about all their software technology, like you think people are saying Tesla's a software company. Um, you know, and somebody in the chat just pointing out who's a better software company than Apple. So I mean, this is going to be a, a, a good fit for them, in my opinion. I think it's a great idea. We talked about it years ago and saying it was a great idea. I'm surprised it's taking this long, but they probably they don't come out and half ass something. Apple is never a company, in my opinion, I guess the watch they kind of did off the bat. But for the most part, I, when they come out with something,
4: it's pretty solid. I think this Spencer, Remember when you talked a couple of months ago about your like your Google communities and your Apple communities? Oh yeah, I, I'm,
2: I'm I'm st- I'm still yeah. all in on, on that idea. Yeah,
4: yep.
5: yep. Yeah. I mean, like,
2: like in the future, we're, we're seeing it now, but like y- we're going to move into houses that are, are subdivisions that are Google subdivisions or Amazon subdivisions or Apple sub- subdivisions. Real uh, we'll fast, building all,
1: houses: the iHome, yeah. the iPhone, oh, yeah. the iCar, oh, yeah. the yeah. iCloud.
2: It's, it's going to happen. Um, on this Apple headline, too, it wasn't just Apple that moved, though. A couple of LiDAR, because they talked about LiDAR uh, technology in the report. So yeah. a couple of LiDAR stocks, LAZR and then VLDR, uh, Velodyne. Those uh, those also moved on this headline wow. and are still moving here.
4: Oh, good good catch there. Yeah, nice bounce back. in. Oh, uh, that VLDR. Wow. That's a big move
1: for that one, too. I know nothing about LiDAR technology. What the hell is that? It's
2: it's the sensors that enable these these cars to to, to, that's how I understand it. I I don't have an in-depth understanding of what what LiDAR is. Am I
1: chasing LiDAR up seven bucks? Probably not. But I would look, you know, headline cools off, get a pullback and something like this you know, maybe you do look at uh, if you get a significant pullback, you're not going to get that today. But again, sometimes striking on day one isn't the thing to do. You wait till the story cools off a week later and then starts to leak a little bit and then you strike. So that's the way I've always played them. But there's a lot of, you know, repercussions from this, not just for Tesla, obviously, but for, you know, co- companies that are going to be helping with the technology as well. So nice pop. Uh, I'm not chasing.
4: Yeah, just keep an eye. I mean, if you're looking for follow through on these moves, you know, as always, you know, boom, mark that pre-market high down, see if it holds, and then get fouled through. Uh, VLDR snuck over 27. It's not that far off it. It's trading at, uh, oh, man, this thing is powerful. My, my It says 27.46. Is That's where less. it's
1: at right now, yes. Yeah. Holy up another 11%. A two, the follow through works. This is a trade. I didn't even know about these stocks. yesterday, so. I wish I would have known because I'm trying to buy these at the close too. But when you get a headline that comes late in the day like that, you get the late pop, you often get follow through the next day. I've always called that the two day move. That's why Apple trading up $4. You know, you got this VLDR trading up on that technology and the Luminar trading up on the same thing, um, which is obviously a LAZR so that's just follow through is what that is from the headline from the day before because people aren't sitting there like me watching the headlines so there's been money i've made money for years trading that two-day move and it would have worked very well this morning although i didn't know about these two companies until two minutes ago so
4: yeah that's funny my 15 minute and my 60 minute are giving me different things here i'm gonna go with the 60 minute actually you stuck over 28 in this thing Two fifteen-minute highs at
2: 2838, 2839. thirty-nine. All right, we should talk Peloton here. Uh, Dennis scolded me uh, at about a half hour ago for trying to make sense of this, fundamentals aqu- to value this, this acquisition. Um, so Peloton is spending four hundred twenty million dollars to buy uh, Precor, and if that if that brand sounds familiar, is as I couldn't quite figure out where I'd heard that brand before. It's because their equipment is in like all in in the hotel gyms right it's like the 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 hotel gym equipment um manufacturer so uh pre apparently has a lot of manufacturing capabilities it's going to enable people to get their pelotons faster because we know they've got this massive back order uh a few people have come out key bank this morning came out called it highly synergistic um i i would say (laughs) the market agrees or i say the market just doesn't think and is just buying regardless but i've never seen a stock go up like it's this. the
1: latter the market doesn't think it just buys regardless yeah okay so uh, first error obviously using fundamentals to try to value or to try to logically think about it this has two things going for it actually three things going for it and none of them are to do with the fundamentals one well i guess fundamentals a little bit but it's got the story you know the peloton story is still intact the stock started making new all-time highs yesterday what is my rule? I do not short stocks making new all-time highs. Multiple people tweeting at me because they oh, I don't like Peloton. I think it's overvalued. But they're saying, Were you, are you shorting Peloton with 155? I'm like, no, I'm not shorting Peloton because it's making new all-time highs. I don't short stocks making new all-time highs. You get murdered shorting stocks making new all-time highs. Just ask David Einhorn. But if you're saying this is just stupid, I'm going to short this stock and try to call the top. If you make money, you got lucky. But it wasn't smart trading. It was lucky trading. Because you know what? There's no way to call where any of this crap tops out. Peloton valuations are stupid, but it doesn't matter. Story intact. It's got a short interest, which is quite high. What's the short interest in Peloton? So you got a little squeeze going on here too. I mean, you, you could have your, your stitch fix moment here. Like look at SFIX. It got stupid too. The gap and go after the earnings. And it's been going straight up since because that short interest just keeps oh, driving wow. it. Wow. Right. What, what? what's to stop it, Joel? You know how many people are short? What's a short interest? Maybe it's coming a little bit here now. Could Peloton go to 200? Yep. Why not? Why not? That's because action. they don't care about valuation. So that doesn't matter at all. It's got the story. It's got a high short interest and it's making new all-time highs. Do not short those stocks. That's what I say. I do not short those stocks. Even though it will not go in my long-term portfolio because I think it eventually ends in a bloodbath. I don't know, right now, you could totally be on the long side of this. Now, long-term tr- trading and short-term trading, two very different animals. If I had this in my trading account, it would be long. So I'm not buying and chasing it up 17 points here this morning, but as a trade, if I pulled back a little bit, I could get driven. you got the Santa Claus coming. You've got a market that doesn't give a crap about you know anything, it seems like. And then you got a story where there's a second virus kicking around. So if that, you know, For whatever reason, you know, if the Pfizer vaccine doesn't work, that's actually good for Peloton. So
2: whatever it's worth, uh, Dennis. I'm seeing that the uh, percent of the float that are sold short is only about five percent. Peloton? Yeah, not that high.
1: Not that high. Anyways, those five percent people are puking their guts out. But yeah, regardless, shorting stocks, making new all-time highs, is a recipe to lose money. That actually holds true in all markets. I don't short stocks making new all-time highs in any market. And this is the FOMO market. This is the market where it's, it's painful to short anything. So like just like yesterday, I was kind of spooked to buy the dip. That was of the best call. Just buy the dip. Just blindly buy the dip yesterday. Blindly buy the dip, and you just made all that money right back. We got down to 3,600 in the S&P. That We're was overnight. It was overnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah
4: overnight.
1: overnight. We're up 80
4: handles in one I day from those lows. I don't know what to say about this Peloton. You I, wanted to I, sell
1: it forever. Lisa's been right. I mean, yeah. she continues to be right. Just listen to Lisa when she tells you to sell it, you sell and you let us know when Lisa tells you to sell it because Lisa's going to call a top on this thing. I can tell you, that already. you know what? It's if anybody could so, call the top, it's Lisa Because we
4: were looking at some stuff last night and I was showing her some charts and everything, and I said, you know, what about the Tesla? And she looked at the chart, she's like, she goes, buy more. And like every chart I showed her, and things were going straight up, she looked at it and she's like, why would you sell that? It's going straight up. It's true. <laughs> and I'm like, I just I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe take no, and then I don't know if we looked at the I didn't, she doesn't know about the Peloton news yet. Uh that got over 162, folks. I don't know what to tell you. It I I still have it, not selling it. I don't know. 162.67 is your pre market high. If you have some weeklies in there, what's the know, value?
1: What I mean, it doesn't even matter. Like billion you know whatever it's worth is worth 70 billion. i don't know is it worth 40 billion 80 billion I, no billion I don't know what it's worth it doesn't even matter though because it's got a story i mean let's talk the story uh, stock
5: forward well, i want to
4: say what they know dennis
5: yeah this
1: is this this is
4: some holes in, it's not a i mean just we're, we're totally
1: it. 1999 by the way
4: reopening stock <laughs> right anybody that hit this on reopening stuff you know and that i mean it's
1: it's come right it, back
4: it, yeah i yep.
1: thought it was oh i thought it was over i thought the 140 would be intact for a long time i said it a month ago i'm dead wrong dead wrong you know what the what, first thing i did wrong was go bearish on any stock because everything just goes up so i don't know when it all ends yeah we're not at 1999 yet though but i still say like stocks like apple um have room i mean if you want to just go in a silly town apple's i know it's trading like 30 times earnings but you want to start getting a silly town. You know, there's a lot of stocks trading a hell of a lot higher than that. Like we just said PEs are meaningless. So I guess you shouldn't even analyze stocks on that basis anymore. But I mean, everything is just about a story. Look at FUBO.
4: Oh my lord, did you look, see look at FUBO? FUBO?
1: Mitch brought us this at 13 bucks. I bought that, that day. I already said that. You know, after you know, Mitch talked about it on the I show. I went out because I liked the story. I didn't know about it until Mitch talked about it. I was like, I like that story. And I sold some at 20. I sold some more at 30. And I held a little piece and I've still got the little piece and I don't even know what the hell to do with the little piece. I mean, I'm making more on the little piece than I did on the bulk of the position because here we're Isn't up 30% that... yesterday. We're up another 16% today. The stock has basically doubled in three days. I mean, it's just gone it's... bananas. This made sense when it was under a $100 billion market or, or under a billion dollar market cap. But what's the market cap in this puppy now? Like seven, eight billion? I don't know i, I actually I didn't look it up i should look it up
4: i mean well, maybe
2: I, I could tell you but i don't know if, if you'll care you may not even care
1: may not even care
2: 900 million i'm seeing
1: no is that all it's worth that way that might not no be that's right. can't be right it's worth more than that it was worth 900 million when i first looked at it, i thought 2.6 billion yeah as of yesterday
4: maybe that maybe that $2
1: billion dollar company i mean a billion dollars they throw around like nothing People are so, looking
4: at, they're looking at this monthly chart down here in the lower right, and they're like, they're putting that target in there at at one twenty nine fifty, right? <laughs> it ain't
1: getting straight there, but could <laughs> this stupid market eventually there? take it there? Could take things anywhere? I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like selling anymore. It must be getting close to the top. I don't even feel like selling anything because everything just goes up the next day. Like it was up thirty percent yesterday. I didn't even think about selling Fubo yesterday. Because it was up 30%. I was like, it'll just go up tomorrow. That's how stupid this market is. I mean, it's 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 just got me thinking it too. I was like, stocks that go up 30% go up the next day too. I mean, yeah, it's I just know. gone to that point. We're in silly town. And the stocks that get the Robinhood money behind them just don't stop. Eventually they will. And eventually we know even Jamiah. And I'm still long the piece of Jamiah. It was some ugliness in there. I mean, it went from 40 down to 25, but what was that? It was another buying opportunity. Look at Jamiah now. Look at JMIA. It looks like it's ready to go again. Valuation, forget about valuation. You do have,
4: have, actually, this one, you do have some prior. What do you got? I mean, I'm just going on the monthlies here. You had a high at 48. Yeah. uh, And that was the second month of trading. And then then the all-time high was 49.77. So at least you do have some reference points. You look at you know, a chart like that. I mean, yeah, it's silly town. You can look at it. I mean, you look at this Fubo, and I mean, I don't – I mean, what do? You, what can you say? I mean, just – Small
1: company yet, though. Like, it's no, not like we're I mean, trading, like, $20 billion in valuation. I don't think it's getting to that. But I love the story when Mitch brought to us, you know, streaming sports story. I'm like, that's a story I could get Isn't that, like,
4: ESPN? Or, well, I guess – I mean, I don't it, know. It,
2: I mean, Michael explained it to us yesterday. It's an over-the-top streaming platform. So it's – over-the-top just means you, you skip – the cable provider you go over the top of the cable pro- provider you go straight from the, the 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 networks to you the customer and so they have a several dozen channels you can you can pay to watch it's mostly sports but they're they're getting into other things as well they have other non-sports channels but yeah that's i mean it's hot i don't know i'm with you Joel. i don't know what there is to say
1: it's maybe one of the hot that and qs are the two hottest stocks out there right now everybody's talking about it does a you know have an ugly day coming you betcha you know, you're going to see the stock drop 10 points in like 15 minutes. And everybody's going to be like, what the hell happened? Well, it's crowded. Everybody's jumped on the bandwagon. It needs a correction. Does it get the correction and then pull Jamaya, do a little basing and then start going higher? Like I would not jump in it now, but I'm in it. And I'm like, if I sell it here and it goes down to 50, is a good call. But then I'm rebuying with the cost base of 50. I got to pay all the bloody tax because I just bought this thing at $13 a month ago, a month and a half ago. So, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to sell the last piece. So, maybe, you know, maybe you should just lock it in. Like Joel says, don't worry about paying the tax. But I, I'm, could the story continue to be hot? Could a streaming sports story continue to be hot in 2021? I don't see how it's that story does. I mean, as stay long
4: hot. as, uh you know, I mean, as long as things, you know, keep going the way they're going with the vaccines and, I mean, I don't know if if uh, you know if there was another bad outbreak and
1: yeah, and there's no know, sports. I don't know if
4: I'd want to be along. Yeah, then.
1: yeah, you get uh, rid of sport, you get rid of sports altogether. All of a sudden, Olympics get canceled again. I mean, that's a game changer. This would, yeah, you know, but how are you to gonna stop. how are
4: you gonna predict something like that? Well, how
1: are you supposed to predict anyhow. I mean, right now the thing's all FOMO. I'm not coming in and buying it here, but I'm still long it that little piece. I'm gonna stick with the little piece for now um, because I think the story could stay hot for a while here. Could this event should be $100 stock? Why not? We just watched the thing go from 13 to 58. I don't think it's going to a hundred anytime soon, but in this market, you know, you see a stock like QS and it goes from 60 to 104 uh, days. I mean- by this... 107.38 hit
4: 110 in the pre-market trading. Uh, actually that was after hours. So if you're looking for a little bit of a target in that one, 110.50, 110.38. Uh, it looks like someone stepped down off 110 off the last couple brackets, but those—that's just looking at where someone decided to sell a little bit of stock in the. That was after hours, so what? What's this one again? QuantumScape. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, like, that's, it makes any difference? Uh,
1: that's it's it's something to do with EV. Is all we need to know, Joel. That's that's dead. the battery
2: company. It's the battery company that Bill Gates is, was the backer of, and they, oh, they they went this back route. I don't remember what their ticker was, but they went this background and now they're QS.
1: It's almost just it's almost an unbelievable chart. Like this is maybe beyond nineteen ninety-nine. Like I don't know. Stocks got silly in nineteen ninety-nine, maybe we forget, but there wasn't a lot of stocks. It went up like a thousand percent a month and a half. I mean, this is just incredible moves in some of these stocks. So money is being made, they're printing money, and like I keep saying inflation is coming and it's coming. This money can't just all keep getting created out of thin air and they don't have any inflation. You feel so bad for Main Street that it's struggling right now. And then you got Wall Street and you got people just getting rich on, you know, just craziness. So it's very, you know, that gap keeps getting wider. But we're not, you know, political show. We're not going get into at that all. stuff. Not at let's all. go takeover. There's a takeover.
4: Let's talk. Um, let's talk a takeover.
1: Yeah. SPWH, sports, uh, Sportsman's Warehouse. Spencer, you got the headline here.
2: And again, taken private by the great American Outdoors Group. It's $18 a share in cash. So relatively uneventful. Um,
0: they just threw yeah. out a press
1: release and it was actually kind of funny. It was like a sneaky little press release. They released a press release talking about SPWH and this. And then I'm like just reading through it, like, and I was like, Oh crap, this is a takeover. And I was trying, uh and then and obviously the algos they are right on it, so they're buying like 13, 14, 15. And then I was able to buy some stock in the 16s. Um just you know, literally 10 literally seconds. S, S, like I was pretty late. S,
2: S, S- P, what SPWH.
1: SPWH.
4: So is this is um is this the two gun makers? Is no. This a, no no no? No, it's not.
2: Okay. No, that's S. W. B. I.
4: Yeah,
1: that's okay. an RGR.
2: Yeah. Um
1: so anyways price, you get sports, what's the
4: takeover price?
2: 18.
1: 18 cash.
4: A hmm, little bit so they're account. giving
1: a little discount here. Yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. first bar was interesting. Like it didn't go as fast. I don't know, you can't really break it down to see the individual trades, but it didn't go as fast as they normally do because sometimes they like halt the stock and then it opens up. There's no halt here. They just let her go. So, you know, if you're sitting out there at 13, 14, 15, you're picked off. And obviously the stock's, you know, significantly higher. Like I said, by the time I, I saw the headline come through and I was like, that's an interesting headline. Then I clicked on the pro and I'm reading it. And I was like, oh, shh, this is a takeover so then you know so then i was like trying it was actually like some people had bought it already up to like it's in the 16s but it was in the 16s i was like wow it's taken over at 18 i'll buy some, and i was able to pick up some 16 and a half and i flipped it out at like 17 30 or somewhere in there a little bit higher than actually like like literally five minutes later and you know and, it, and it's chopped around in there and obviously now it's giving you a 75 cent discount you know from the takeout price who's the acquire?
2: The great, the great American Outdoors Group, so the owners of uh, Bass Pro Shops, and they're private. Hmm. Oh,
5: they're so diamond. you will That's see right. some sympathy be, yep.
1: moves here, too, I would imagine. I don't know if Raz is still along it, but BGFV, I would think Big Five sporting goods. Is this not like, that That would be like a similar play, I would think. Yeah. I was going from the top yeah. of my head. Vista Outdoors, which coincidentally gets an upgrade here today, I would think that you know it's kind of gets a little sympathy here too but you know is this because one you know, gets acquired does this mean and i'm start, having trouble symbols. what's
4: up, up? Uh, Vista outdoors
1: vsto VST-
4: man I'm, I'm symbolitis today yep that's getting a little bit of a pop off it
1: but that also got a rating
4: and so they they're, they're big uh they're acquiring big stores huh that's interesting
1: it's it's everything is interesting in this market Joel <laughs> <laughs> all right so so that's you know that news and then you know we can go back and we got four minutes here and maybe we should just do some SPAC talking because we're going to get obviously Eric Kroll coming on here he's going to talk IPOs and he can talk SPACs as well so we can just continue the conversation but maybe we should take it there because um you know we mentioned QS but some of these SPACs are just, you know, there's one every day that's going. I see CLA gets a deal, it looks like. Well and I, I,
2: I wanted to mention CLA because we talked about LIDAR companies ten minutes ago and they yeah. they're actually merging with the lidar company. So it's it's CLA has like the SPAC thing going for it, like the SPAC deal going for it. And the yeah. fact that it's it's LIDAR and LIDAR stocks were went up yesterday. So CLA is is up for it's got both those those wins at its back.
1: Didn't have this one. Obviously, there's like 300 of these. I guess you should just buy every single one at $10 and doesn't have a deal yet because they eventually get a deal and they all seem to pop. I I don't know if that trade's going to last forever, but every time a deal, it's rare you see one of these. Do we see any of these? And we can ask Mitch in the background too. Do we see any of these $10, you know, stocks that don't have a deal yet? Do we see any of them announce a deal and go down? Do we see that? At least right now, is there precedence for that?
2: yeah per, per, before 2020 yes that's before
1: 2020 but in 2020 <laughs> in the last like two months have you seen any of these things get a deal and then actually go down so right. that's why i just like you see this thing and it's sitting at ten dollars around 10 bucks for like a month or two months then they get a deal and it pops 40 percent. i mean that's you know my idea too i bought a bunch of these i did not have this one but i bought a bunch of them at 10 bucks like i've talked about the svac because i'm like starboard probably going to get a deal eventually it's trading at ten dollars which is you know or you know just above ten dollars now where you know there's a potential that's where you know the where i feel like there's a floor and you know obviously there's no floor in anything anything can happen but if anybody's going to get a good deal at starboard but this one cla gets a deal stock pops 40 percent overnight so it's a windfall for anybody who's just saying hey stocks at 10 bucks eventually they'll probably get a deal and it'll pop It's back. so
4: back working here again all right, we just got a GDP number. Uh, not much moving in the market off it. Spencer, do you have that number?
2: Yeah, it's the, it's the third reading for Q three. So really, we, only the first readings really matter, and because we get three we get three readings every for every GDP reading. This is the third one, uh, and it's they raised it slightly. So Q three G- GDP went up. Slightly from the last estimate, but no, it's 33.4% versus a 33.1% uh, estimate. Uh, but that, I'm sorry, that was in line with the prior estimate. So there's really no change in GDP. It's, the, third, the second and third readings are, are, are uneventful, it's the first ones that, that matter.
4: All right, just uh hanging up here, uh, near the highs of the uh, pre market session, it's 36.95. We're just been very quiet here, uh, in trading really since we started the show, still up seven and a quarter at 36.93.
2: Um, so one of the chat, KMV guy said that Fisker went down, actually. Yeah,
4: it did because yeah. it spooked me. I had Fisker
1: because I still have, and I, and it went under 10. And that yeah. was when they were killing everything spec <laughs> into
2: eight seventy. Yeah. Oh,
1: they they hammered everything SPAC though. October, remember, was crash month for yeah. all the spacks. There was yeah. a lot of them that got but that already had a deal. Yeah. So that wasn't like pre-deal though, Spencer. Yeah. Because there was a lot like I was looking for ones that are pre-deal. That already we already knew Fisker. So then they were just hammering everything. In October, they hated SPACs. They hit everything EV spack too. They were hating on the EVs. We know Heleon went from 50 to 20, you know, and it really hasn't come back. Um there's you know, there was just a, a, a lot of, you know, EV plays that were getting hammered too, but the SPACs they were really hammering in late October and then they turned around in beginning of November and they've never looked back. So that's, you know, I I'm had, just looking pre-deal with that question. Okay, and and I, this is a good question for Eric too. Maybe Eric, well, he's following the IPO market, obviously close to the SPAC market, but he knows some stuff about these SPACs too. Maybe he's, you know, can give Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll bring Eric that. on here, but I have one more actually. It's not a SPAC, but check out Airbnb.
1: That's all the way back.
2: Yeah, and, and then mm-hmm. some.
1: And Kramer's pumping it now. Kramer said that last night, buy it. I mean, I don't understand Kramer. Seven days ago, he said, oh, it's way overvalued at 160. Don't buy it. And now last night on Mad Money, he's saying, buy it. I can't understand. (laughs) Why did he change his opinion seven days later? Um, I can't understand. You know, first, I can't wrap my head around the valuation, but I guess it doesn't matter. He knows. He realizes the valuation. But I think it's pressure from his Robin Hood cult, too, where everybody, you know, is like, talking you know and he's he's pumping robin hood because he knows robin hood's paying the bills for him so they want to hear positive stuff and they want to hear you know some hot things and i mean why why not i mean evaluation doesn't matter so you can like i'm not saying kramer's right or wrong i just don't understand he was using valuation on day one saying 160 is just stupid and now all of a sudden last night seven days later he says no buy airbnb so, obviously, changed his opinion on there somehow. We're bringing in the person who understands these IPOs better than Jim Cramer and better than anyone else, in my opinion. And that's Eric Krull. And he's got a big smile on his face. And what are your thoughts on Airbnb? I mean, you know, obviously, valuation in this market doesn't seem to matter whatsoever, but the story's there. So, I don't know. What, how do you trade Airbnb? B? Well, the valuations are
0: getting out of hand in some of these IPOs. And uh, the way you trade them is you have to use fast rules. I heard you talking a little bit earlier about some of these SPACs, and the same thing applies. But uh, like highly on that one went up, I think over 50 is down below 20. If you weren't using fast rules, all you did was saw paper gains that turned into maybe much smaller gains. And so something losses. like Airbnb, um, it looked like to me um, that it formed a very short base and broke out. But I would say it's in the IPO advance phase. You have to trade it using fast rules because you don't know where it's going to go uh,
1: in the short term. Define fast rules. Like you're using a terminology there, and obviously it's somewhat terminology maybe used. But what do you mean by fast rules?
0: Fast rules, uh, like we defined in our book, would be things like this. Um, if you see some um, gains in the stock that are super fast, like say over 100% in a very short period of time, you aren't thinking this is buy and hold for the long term. You aren't thinking, gee, this is the next Amazon. I hold for 20 years. You have to use things like, okay, maybe if it breaks below a 10-day moving average, I sell some. And then if it goes below a 21 uh, exponential moving average, I sell some more. Um, And maybe then I hold maybe a third or a fourth of it for maybe a longer term gain. Um, We have something we call the Everest rule, which we look for climax top symbols. And if you get things like seven, eight days in a row up, if you get more than a 25% gain in less than three weeks, uh, which happens a lot with IPOs, or if you get some other things like huge gaps up, multiple gaps up, like um, from the yesterday's close, to today's open, if you get seven of those out of 10 days in a row, you have to be on red alert that I need to sell some into strength. Um, In fact, I use a rule with this Everest rule where if you click off like five or six of the climax top signals, you just go back two days, look at the low of two days ago. That's your first sell point. If you break below the low of two days ago, you got to sell some.
2: All right, Eric, I want to pull up some slides you sent over and this first one here, so this is a, a list of the 20 best performing IPOs or SPACs of the last two years or year and a half, or how far does this go back?
0: This goes from January 1st of 2019 till okay. today, or actually right. till December 18th. So you're looking at almost two full years.
2: Okay. And now, what jumped out to me, so the, the yellow looks like are, we're SPACs, is that? Exactly. Okay. And what jumped out to me, the first thing I noticed is I see a lot of biotech and a lot of, uh, of retail. Well, not a lot, but more retail than, than than I guess I would have thought. So can you talk through this, this list for us?
0: You know, most of the times when I pull, uh, pull up the sheets and I put the data together, I see a lot of biotechs. And there's a lot of biotechs that end up coming out and then quickly moving up. Um, and then if you look just not that long after that, they start to pull back. Um, so biotechs seem to do it a lot. A little bit of retail and computer and software enterprise was doing were a lot of the best IPOs in the last two years, um, and again, like just like going to the prior conversation, you have to be quick. I did this data over the weekend, so it was through Friday, uh, December eighteenth. That number one stock, WuNong, that went from twelve to over one hundred and sixty two days after it ipo It's below it's below sixty now,
1: 50, so it's already.
0: Gain anymore from day one close. It's less than half of that. So, a uh, one more reason to play fast rules if you're even trying on like day two or something like that. Because this is crazy time. Um, and- so the other ones though, like you look at Zoom Video at number four and Bio, uh, tech at number three. The, they they have the COVID vaccine. Um, those are more longer term. Look at Peloton. I think Peloton's up what eleven percent pre market. Uh, these are more. Uh, stocks that you can play with longer term rules now because they're past their institutional due diligence phase and they're in the more of the institutional advance phase. Uh, The other ones, uh, the the quickie ones, (laughs) you just have to play fast rules.
2: Eric, why do you pay attention to the 50-day dollar volume average?
0: I always look at 50-day moving average dollar volume because we have found in our research that um, those are the ones that get the institutional support that can go on for the long-term gains. If you don't get more than $20 million per day of uh, volume, those tend to not ever go up a lot. So it's it's a little bit like the, um, uh, it, it's the lens you look through to try to find of all these IPOs, which ones are gonna work? It's the ones that trade at least $20 million of volume per day on average. And that's why I always cut it off at 20 million.
2: All right, I want to move on here to this other one here just IPOs again since the start of the last year. Um, it's been an unquestionably bullish year uh, for IPOs and SPACs. Still bullish, in fact, that a couple companies actually pulled their IPOs, uh, Roblox and a firm, because they just wanted to reassess this market I think, in light of the, the Airbnb and, and DoorDash IPOs. But well, what does this data say here?
0: Okay. Well, we've all heard this on the news and we've been talking about how, what a wonderful year for IPOs, they're great, they're moving unbelievably, Uh, but there's one thing to focus on and look at normally, uh, the column on the far right, you have 1.3% of IPOs from 1982 to 2017 achieved at least 100% gain in only four weeks. So you would think, well, what about this year? It's got to be 20%. It seems like everybody's going up. No, the real answer is in the last two years, it's only 3.4%. Now you could argue like, well, that's 250% of normal. And yes, that's true, but it also means this. Normally about 98.7% don't go up 100% in four weeks. And now it's 96.6%. So you still have the vast majority don't double in four weeks. It feels like there's a lot more, but you're hearing just the headlines. You're not hearing about all the ones that don't do it. But in general, as you can see in that second column, um, yes, in 13 weeks, 11.4% have doubled in only 13 weeks or less. That's a lot more than normal. But it's still, again, 89, you know, 88.6% don't double in 13 weeks. Um, but you go further down, you can still see we're still beating on average what's normal. So they're acting better than normal. But you shouldn't just say, I should buy any IPO because they're going to double. Because the numbers don't prove it.
2: And that leads into this next point that I was trying to hammer home. Uh, what, what two weeks ago? Whenever the Airbnb and DoorDash obvious, I think those were yeah. two weeks ago. Is uh, patience, patience, patience.
0: Again, it's the data keeps showing it. Um, you, it, it's easy to get caught up in the hype and the excitement and what you just heard about some stocks that have tripled or quadrupled or you know something like Snowflake and Airbnb. I got to get in, and you want to buy that day one, and sure enough, once again, you can see that in three weeks. Almost 60% of the IPOs of the last two years have undercut their day one low and 96% have undercut it within 39 weeks, And which is both of them are slightly more than what we found in the past, which means don't get too excited, don't buy the hype, don't feel like you got to buy right away because you might get a better price. And I think the next slide shows some of the more recent ones that actually did that for us.
2: Yeah, we had Airbnb, DoorDash, Snowflake. Uh, I actually want to skip ahead to this next one. It says, if you read our mind, uh, Rocket Mortgage is is one of the most asked questions in, in our chat. Walk us through RKT here. Okay. You know, the
0: last time I was on, um, I showed this a chart and I said, there was a mystery stock that looked a lot like Rocket Mortgage. You remember that uh, chart? And I said, which one was it? It turned out to be Google, right? Well, I think we top ticked it that day. I don't remember if I, I think huh. I, I appeared... I think we appeared this day, right? And then the next day they proved me very quickly wrong. Like this ain't Google. Um, it went right down. And uh, so this was a very short IPO advance. I mean, it IPO over here, closed over here, day one right there. And it moved on up over $34 a share in just over three weeks. It quickly came down and started to form what we call the institutional due diligence phase. And Rocket almost did what most IPOs do. It almost undercut the day one low. It didn't quite. It got really close, but it didn't quite undercut it. And then it's just started going sideways and it's bouncing around. It's been bouncing around between looks like uh, $18 a share and as high as 24 for a very, you know, pretty good long period of time from um, late sept- mid September, whatever, to right now December. So you're looking at almost four months of sideways action. This is normal. You want to see this. So. People who are interested in rocket mortgage, if you didn't buy yet, if you were patient, you are going through what we call the institutional due diligence phase. And what you wanna see is a continuation of sideways action to slightly up. And then you wanna see it burst above some of these uh, more recent uh, highs like in mid-October. And then it's gonna hopefully rise into what we call the turbulent zone. And the turbulent zone is that area of the old high. And I've kind of highlighted with two arrows going across, it's a a little bit above 34, the old high to maybe in the 30 area where it used to kind of get stuck in that first three weeks. The stock I'm guessing would go to that level, bounce around the turbulent zone, and then you wanna see it burst out of that turbulent zone in heavy volume and that's the buy. That's when you get the institutional advance phase. So you wanna be patient and wait until it gets back above the turbulent zone. You might be able to play a short-term play above the old high of October, if it goes above that, but be ready for some give back in the turbulent zone where it might rock around a little bit.
2: Okay. You hear that everyone? And I know I, I know Jason's in our chat. Uh, Eric Kroll, who studies IPO, says this is normal. Everybody relax. <laughs> relax. <laughs> this RKT stuff. Okay? But
1: again, and I just want to say stocks don't have to do anything. So stay diversified, you know, not every stock you know has to go up here. And you know, I own some Rocket. Again, this has been like I look at my portfolio. and This is one of the only losers. But I mean, you know, you can't win on everything 100%. You know, it, it it stocks don't have to do anything. So Eric's saying, you know, you wait until you start seeing the stock go up, as opposed to trying to buy down here. And you know, the stock continues to go down. So in Eric's case, you know, he won't go long if it doesn't start going and start showing some life, right, Eric? It's you know, you want this thing to start showing life before you start to get into it. Yeah, Dennis, you're exactly
0: right. And the other thing is, what could happen is. Rocket Mortgage, maybe who knows, they announce earnings. It undercuts the whole base they're building now and goes lower, we don't yeah. know. Um, what you wanna see is if you want it to be, if you think it's gonna be act like a long-term leader, you wanna see it bounce around in this area, continue to go sideways and then up and then burst through the turbulent zone. It doesn't have to, it could, it could be like uh,
4: pot bellies, which never uh, got
0: out of this area and just kept going down.
4: So Eric, are you applying these same rules to SPACs?
0: Yes. The difference is you don't really have what you call the IPO day one close because a SPAC will go mostly sideways until some deal is announced. And then you look at the close after the deal is announced. And what I'm finding is they act very similar after a deal is announced. And in fact, many of them uh, will go a quick advance and you have to use fast rules. So the ones I look at, you can't believe how many come back 50% or more after they hit a peak. And then they'll, they might come back again, like DraftKings. You know, if you were to pull up DraftKings, you would see, Oh, that had a fantastic advance. And then there was a real bad 50% pullback. Now it's coming back to life again, but if you didn't use fast rules, you might've seen you had a great advance and then, then, you know, a big give back. uh,
4: Just overall, you know, like wait, you know, we're talking, we talk about it on the, you know, the pre-market, pre, pre-market prep, pre-show, just like this incredible. Do you see anything, any trouble signs out here at all in IPO, SPAC land, or market land? I mean, is this is momentum going to carry us through Christmas and into 2021 and beyond? Do you, yeah. do you, Look, do you have my any words of caution?
0: Go ahead. My, my co-authors, Eve Bobach and Kathy Donnelly and Kurt Dale, we've talked about this. We feel like this is like the 1999 uh, uh, internet IPO boom. We are a little nervous that there just seems to be so many that pop out, especially with the SPACs, um, and that this could be, you know, the the beginning of the the end of it in terms of there's it's too much exuberance. Um, I when Dennis was saying earlier in the show that it seems like you buy any SPAC near 10 because all of them go up after um, they get some deal announced. Uh, he, he's in general right, and but that's also a bad sign, right? Yeah. If you think same this is too so easy, easy same like too it's easy. fish in a barrel, it's always going to work. Well, it's not going to. It's going and it will stop. Um, but yeah, so the over-exuberance does concern us.
2: But but at the same time, no one is in a position to to call the top, right? So what are you
0: right, do? right? 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 We just it's one of those things where you, you can try the strategy until it doesn't work anymore, and then you better pull back.
1: Yeah.
2: That's true.
0: That's, that's
1: every strategy. And that's just a great point right there. Um, and it's something I say on the show a lot. You can do, you know, strategy. You see this, you know, and you talk about, you know, the life cycle of the trade. But, you know, and I talk about life cycles in certain trading strategies. And you will see, like, even, for example, the Kramer effect right now, where we've been seeing this crazy, you know, Kramer stock goes on mad money and the stock just goes like crazy. You know what's been happening in the last week? The stocks that Kramer's had on the CEOs, the stocks have been going down. Why is that? Because they're crowded. Everybody's like piling in saying, oh, it's going to be on Mad Money tonight. It's going to go up. And you actually look at the two stocks we're on last night. One's Thor Industries. Bad example because the market's up. But, you know, it was trading down last night, actually, on the report where they've been going up. And it's not a SPAC. And the other one was AGCO. So you do see these things, you know, sometimes start to get too crowded. When trades, you know, trading strategies work so well. They start to get crowded because all the money flows into that once it's crowded then the strategy stops working you know and starts going and then people start laying off and then it can actually start working again so you have the life cycle and trading strategies as well too so it's a, it's an interesting market where a lot of things have been working but you're right you know it's not always going to work to buy the stock you know it's back at 10 because they all you know seem to go up eventually you know you're going to have some that people get burned on a couple of these and then they'll get spooked out of that strategy so it's kind of how the markets work
0: yeah Yep. I mean, looking at the people who looked at uh, uh, that one Airbnb, um, it came out and it looked really good the first day. I can't remember if it more than uh, doubled from their offering price the night before. I think it did. Yeah, And then immediately it went down and corrected for like the next three days. And And anybody who bought on day one, they, they got Airbnb because all IPOs go up. They immediately lost 20 to
1: 30%. Yep. Then it came right back. So they, yeah, they're they like, oh, bad. if I just hold on long enough, my money will <laughs> yeah, come yeah. back. We're teaching so many bad lessons. In yes, get it. Right I mean, yeah. This, this market right. just oh. teaches you bad lessons that if you hold on your loser long enough, eventually it'll right. come back up. I and knew I
0: should have been a long term investor. I should have. I stayed. know. <laughs> I,
1: this hold on and eventually all come back. <laughs> but they don't all come back. We know that. So Cisco is still trying to get back to its 85 high from 1999. So right. they don't always right. come back. And DoorDash hasn't come back yet, like unlike Airbnb. Where's I mean, that? I never uh, looked. Oh yeah, it's still kind of leaking there. Yeah. So. anyway, Eric, awesome information. Yeah, as this we love having thank you. You, you so come much. so well prepared. So thank you. Thanks, Eric. Oh, you're welcome. It's always great to be with you guys.
2: Eric Cole is the founder of uh the the Cole uh, Asset Management. He's the co-author of the life cycle trade. You can find that uh wherever you get your books i.e amazon uh eric we appreciate your time as <laughs> you always have a, amazon, have a good uh <laughs> have a good holiday season <laughs>
0: thank you you guys too we'll see you all right
2: um age 53 if you liked that interview uh hit that like button show I us the like button for eric yeah I'm he's super- great
1: i
4: mean
2: was i saw a few questions in the chat uh this interview this entire show is on youtube and it's, it'll stay on youtube so if you want to watch this you can rewind it Uh, If you missed that interview, you want want to go back to it. It'll be on YouTube. Our full archives are there. So if you missed it, don't worry. It'll be there on YouTube.
4: Uh, and great, just great timing by me to have the guest on at this time. great job. I just got Good job, Joel. For full disclosure, I did do a, a great job getting Eric
2: on. Great job. <laughs> good okay. job. good
4: job, Joel.
2: Eight fifty three. Uh, let's do some questions from our chat. time. <laughs> hey, huh? Hey, huh?
1: We gotta,
4: can, hey, can hey, we can we do some time? Can we do some fancy things like on uh, the Spac Show? Can you work on that, Spencer? They got yeah, we we're,
2: we're, we're, we're actually gonna be doing that we're gonna be moving over to that platform uh so yeah we're gonna have some uh,
4: am i gonna have to learn a new platform don't worry it,
2: it uh, walk you through it is very it's very there. easy oh, gosh, okay, okay let's do all right it. take your time go 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 um oh there's a bunch here that are interesting uh baba and jd so this came up on the pre pre-market show Oh, uh, there was a filing and i saw it elsewhere from jd that the chief compliance officer left that's what i saw dennis you said that the 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 person's staying with the company i I
1: don't know i i just i just read the headline quickly and then it's another headline said oh but they're still staying with the company typically when you see compliance officers bailing you know giving resignations you're like okay what's going on with the company and you know that's a red flag um but it was obviously in this case they don't seem to care at all because the stock is trading higher. So maybe we're in this FOMO market that nobody cares. Uh, But then somebody else had said that they they were actually just going to a different role with the company. So I'm not sure what the case is. Um, Again, I just read the headlines, didn't read the story. So I guess that's what everybody does. Um, But, you know, stocks trading up. Typically, I see a compliance officer leave a company, especially when it's a Chinese company. Not saying, but we know we've had some issues there, luck and coffee. Not saying JD is that at all. Just saying when compliance officers leave, usually the market gets spooked. I'm um, not seeing that this morning in J.D. whatsoever. Stock is trading higher and completely ignoring it. So maybe they are still staying with the company. Maybe they just
4: changed roles. Uh, pull back in J.D. off that uh, all-time high over 92 bucks. I mean, but you're coming into an area of major support, just 78 and above. You can see the lows. In fact, people are not even... Letting it get there as we speak, working on a red candle for the month. But uh, until you breach that support in the lower 78 handle, you still got to respect the uptrend in JD.com. Okay, so
1: it is that case. So she is. So the compliance officer gave her resignation from JD.com, but she's expected to join Jingdong Digits Technology Holdings, which is an equity investee of the company. So she's still staying with uh, another company that's obviously got a connection with JD. So it sounds like she's just changing roles. She's becoming the CEO of that company. So she's getting a better job. She's getting a promotion. So How about uh,
4: the Bobster just hanging in here at 250, Dennis? I mean, this thing.
1: It, it hasn't got any life. I mean, they have not recovered from the Ant Financial IPO getting squashed. They've never recovered from that. I'm still on Alibaba. I still like the company long term. I don't know if the Ant Financial IPO is ever going to come back. But there was a lot of expectations priced in for that. The stock was obviously 300, over 300 that day when they squashed it. And it has really never recovered from that. So um, our investors were very disappointed that that didn't happen. And I don't know. It's going to take a catalyst to really get it out of here.
4: Yeah, look at this. Got, you got a pesky area. You couple. There's 265. Uh, two of the last three highs were 64.85, 64.90. And then uh, another high going back even a few more days at uh, 65.32. So if you want to buy this thing on strength at six bucks away from that, at least let it get back up. You're on monthly support. I mean, you can even go down to this candle, uh, down to 246.10, but just kind of. Uh, not going with the rest of this exuberant market, so we'll keep an eye on it.
5: Yeah, let's
2: talk workhorse here. We haven't talked workhorse in a couple of weeks. I haven't
4: looked at it in a long time.
2: Yeah, maybe even a month at, uh, on this show. It's just sort of been hanging out.
1: It, it's still the delay in the decisions, what hammered it, and I don't know if that, delay, if that decision from USPS is coming anytime soon. So, I mean, that's what it's kind of just been hanging out and waiting. Are they getting the contract or not? And we don't have an answer to that, and it's kind of just been quiet since could workhorse get a little santa claus love but potentially you've got some support i mean if you were so inclined to come in 1893 the low of the recent move i'd probably lean that area could this hold it seems to want to hold 20 so you've got you know some good support here at 20 at least right now so i can't argue with you if you're trying it from the long side just i would stop myself out below that 1893 low
4: Ah, oh, boy, they they need some new trucks, man. Do you see them going out? Well, Dennis, you don't see them. How do you get the mail over there in Canada? What do you? What the USPS?
1: Hopsled, hopsled with the <laughs> yeah with the dogs,
4: you know. <laughs> no Snow dogs, mean, and also now have you noticed? I mean, they come they come in the neighborhood a lot. They're, I don't know if they're doing Amazon deliveries and stuff, but it's just not the like the. Of course, I observe this because I'm home all day walking the dog. But yeah, they'll come in there. They need some new trucks soon, man. They're, they're starting to look pretty ragged there, but, uh, yeah, it's quiet and it's trying to get out of there and get rid of that seller in 22 kind of sleepy here. Uh, a month, a real good monthly support's way down there, but that's going to wait on the contract. S&P starting, starting to leak a little bit here, Dennis. I mean, we are, I don't know why we got down to 63.75. So we did have a nice 30-point rally off that low, but uh, just Overnight,
1: to, you mean, on the yeah, S&P. Yeah,
4: overnight, yeah. I
1: didn't even know we got that low. Yeah. By the dip, wins again. <laughs> One day it won't win, but man, it's been hot.
4: <laughs> All right. Uh, Spencer, what other symbols are we going to cover?
2: Um, I don't remember if I asked you yesterday on, on the closed show about Boeing. It came up in the chat yesterday morning and we didn't get to it. So we us cover it now. We did.
4: We okay. did. Oh, it's getting a. I ah, I mean, that's a crappy looking trend line there. But um oh
1: trying to buck. I would say that's a good trend line to trade off of, though. Um, yeah. If you get back above there. Then, you know, you, you could have that undercut. Like, you know what Gil Morales talks about, the undercut and rally. You're getting that set up to a certain extent here in Boeing today. It was a pretty vicious undercut down to 211. Um, You need to get back up over the previous candle, which was 223.46. You need to get back up a close above that. And then you have the undercut and rally scenario. But this is headline driven. I mean, it depends on, you know, where is, you know, how is. If they come out and they say the vaccine is effective against the new strain of COVID, the reopening trade will rip higher. If th- if they come out and officially say, like if Pfizer comes out and says, yes, our vaccine is effective against the new strain. If they come out, Moderna or va- Pfizer says, we believe that our vaccine is not effective, then you're gonna see the reopening trade get hammered. So we're kind of dependent until we get that information, all these reopening stocks, we're kind of dependent on, is it effective against the new strain or not? You know, Scott Gottlieb was saying, I think it might be, but we want the answer to that question. So you've got to be very cautious you know, with some of the reopening stocks for that reason. I mean, that's why I was saying yesterday, if I was buying dips, I'd be buying in tech stocks because they work in both environments. You're buying Boeing, you are dependent on the reopening. And we don't know, we don't have the answer to that question on if that new strain is the vaccine is going to be effective against it. So I'm laying off my reopening plays until I get the answer to that question.
2: All right, I want to bring uh, Mitch Hodge on. Uh, he is—he he has a, a new name. He has wanted nice. to bring up uh, a couple for a couple of days on this show, and we haven't really gotten the chance to discuss it. Uh, it's P-U-B-M. Mitch, talk to us.
3: All right, so one of the things that we've been seeing, and it was just mentioned about the undercut and rally kind of in the IPOs, and this is kind of the same similar chart uh, that we're seeing in PubM. I don't know if you can pull that chart up for us, Joel. Sure. Uh, but one, one of the things that I would definitely want to see on this one is when the volume is really going to take off. Um, y- you've been seeing a, a significant amount of volume day one that was 10 million shares. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something above that 5 million shares traded and showing me that the big boys maybe have taken a position and pushing it up. Um, another one that I'll mention here—a uh, story. What's stop Just
1: tell it before you go on. What is this? What does it do? What's, okay. What's so, so
3: it, it's a uh, pro-programmic. How do you say it, Spencer? Program- Spencer knows it.
2: Programmatic. Programmatic. It's That's automated advertising.
3: What automated. does it do? So pretty much one of the major things of streaming now is how are we going to target ads? Because it's no, it's no longer going to be like it used to be where everyone's kind of watching the same uh, commercials in like a certain region. What's going to happen is that uh, ads are going to be started targeting personalized to what you watch. So if I watch a whole bunch of sports, they're going to go ahead and give me sports advertisements. And, and, and th- these are the kind of plays that I'm looking for in the technology and kind of digital transformation in, in streaming.
2: So so Dennis, every, every time you see an ad that is based on a Google search you did from an hour ago, that feels personalized to you, that's programmatic advertising. It's automated advertising. Okay. It's, okay. It's, so it's this, all- is,
1: this has the potential to get a hot story there too. I kind of like the story just from hearing it just from the last couple of minutes here. Um, Obviously, this is one of those newer IPOs. It's only got nine days of trading data. it gets above 28, it starts to get interesting here. Can it, you know, get up and start getting going. Nice level,
4: Dennis. uh, Like if you
1: want to buy it on the strength instead of trying to buy it on the weakness, you know, maybe you wait, but then, you know, obviously 2242 is the low. You never want to see stocks making new lows either. So not a lot of, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere here, but we know these IPOs eventually seem to get hot. And, but, you know, then when we're talking to Eric, not all of them. So, you know, he showed us some stats that a lot of them don't get hot. So you got to be somewhat careful, but it's a kind of story that could get hot. I think about twenty-eight it gets much more interesting.
4: Yeah, that twenty-eight is a great number. Uh your two-day high, twenty-seven eighty-one, your three-day high, twenty-eight even, and then go back to December eleventh. You had a high at twenty-eight fourteen. Uh, some confluence here as you had a high, it looks like thirty-three twenty-three, don't quote me exactly. A low down to twenty-two thirty-nine. So halfway back. 20 that comes in right there, uh, above the 28. And I actually, I erased the line that I had on, uh, the similar line on a, a, uh, Airbnb and boy, what's that? I didn't even blink at the 50%, but I like that 28. Good call there, Dennis.
3: Yeah. I got one more to take a look at, uh, just really quickly, uh, best buy, I think might have a, a little December push here towards the end. Um, it's hanging out at this 100 price range, I kind of like that on the weekly, uh, that, that pullback, um, you could get that undercut and rally. I would look for it to really push through that one Oh five area. Um, but I'm going to be keeping this one on watch for sure.
1: Uh, seasonality in its favor. We often do see stocks like Best Buy get some love right before Christmas. Even the Santa Claus has expectations that electronics are a big seller to stocking, you know, to, to, for Christmas gifts there. So, um, I would think Best Buy would be a potential stock that could get some love from seasonality. I like it above 105. That's where you gave a good number, Mitch. That's where you had the support back in September. That's where you're going to run into resistance the first time. Gets above 105. Then there is some room for you know a snap back here, but it's holding the 100 very
4: well. And, and you know what? It just hasn't had a, a meaningful retracement off that. You know that it, They hit it on earnings and then it came back one day, but it really hasn't really tried to take back any of the move, and you always know that there's you know, there's counter moves and everything. So, what 125 that's easy, that that takes you back to the 112 area. I don't have to use my fancy retracement tool, but first well, things one first, more, Clark, 105.
2: One more. one more, yeah. Jason Green is on a similar wavelength as me. He mentioned QQQJ. I've been watching this one, it's basically like the minor leagues for the Q. So, if the QQQ is crafting the NASDAQ 100, the QQQJ tracks like the next 100 stocks Oh,
1: that's cool. eligible so, for inclusion
2: in the nasdaq 100 i haven't bought this but i've been thinking about it
1: i put it on my watch like I, i'm actually because i didn't even realize it existed until about a week and a half ago and i was like oh this is actually cool so it's another just etf to trade and to do arbitrage with but um it's good to know what it is and obviously and, you know next generation i guess calling it the next 100 companies that could get there yeah. um it's moving along with tech stocks though and the smaller so, so it's a smaller cap tech play really oh, right yep,
4: yeah. exactly oh look at this uh, i can do a uh, a double thing on this one we got uh we got channel hanover here we have uh we oh, got that's a- right
1: stuck in the channel it's a beautiful channel
4: oh yeah, 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 yeah oh come on man Ooh, do i have here. to take over and draw it for you no right. no 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 Back. there back. you go
2: he's got it. okay
4: uh, Okay, there we go. Nice job. Look at that. Nice channel. Shootingstocks.com. Right? Right. remember that. Okay.
2: No. Hey, that, that website's still around. Um, well, who's
4: we'll our them tomorrow. Lots of
1: advertising. Wait, who's what? It? Who's our guest I said tomorrow? we give them lots of advertising because we say it all the time, channelingstocks.com. <laughs> free advertising. Well,
2: tomorrow, tomorrow we got Craig Johnson uh, from uh, Piper Sandler. And we've also got a new guest, uh, Jeff Lambert. It's got a company called ticker, which I think has got a very interesting concept. He'll be on a nine. So we've got a full slate of guests tomorrow. Want to remind you all that all the information from our show and all of our shows actually at Benzinga are for informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to our guest today, Eric Kroll. Thanks to all of you in our chats. You can help us out for two seconds just by hitting that like button. That really does help us.
1: 400.
4: Nice.
2: And we know you want to because the show is free. And And,
4: uh, also, you know, everyone complains about the brightness today. And then I went to Home Depot. I talked to this lady for 20 minutes. Okay. Poor girl. And (laughs) I couldn't I couldn't so I I had to do some so and no one says no one says anything people they oh, just play yeah, when it's too you, bright Lighting looks to so, it looks amazing so you're everything.
1: lit right up here show how show us how how are you lit up there like I, I see the little light in the background can you show the
4: secret what does the secret Home Depot light look like no no I ended up getting nothing to Home Depot I had uh, to you guys I don't know I so I, I may never how I, how are you
1: I see the light I, in the background what are you using I for that I, light? I may
4: never live this down
1: yeah if, I think you got to show us what this light is. Joel's going to show us. He's got the light lighting us up. What's lighting us up here now?
4: Okay. Oh,
1: here we go. It's like, oh, this is exciting. It's like a treasure back
4: here. Don't tell Dana. Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait for it.
2: Dana, stop talking. What, what is that? A... <laughs> 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 what? What is that? Is that Mickey? What Disney!
1: Is
5: that?
4: It's, uh, it's a Play plus, um, baby.
5: Disney yes. plus.
4: Lisa, <laughs> Disney plus. Lights. Lisa saves everything. And she saved this, and I'm hunting. I tried a couple different lamps, and they were too bright. That's a good so one. So there it is. So I'm going to have to, yeah. That, that's, Mickey
1: and Minnie, lighting you up.
4: Yeah. I mean, and it 200. And And Dana and Emily are 25 and 27. So you can imagine <laughs> they... Haven't used it in about five or six years.
2: Not going to miss it. All right. That's a wrap. You can catch a podcast of this show on every major podcast. We spare
4: no expense for this show.
2: I I mentioned (laughs) as well. Everyone have a great rest of your day. We've got SPACs attack at 11. Joel and I will be back at 340 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, have a good rest of your trading day and good luck.
3: You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com slash Goals24. That's Chime.com slash Goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.
5: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.